And now, the six married murderesses of the Cook County Jail in their rendition of The Cell Block Tango. <laughs> Welcome to the Gleeful Podcast, which Josh and Ed, you can find us online at gleefulpodcast.com. On Twitter at Gleeful Podcast, I'm at Josh Burnell. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Giordano. Jennifer. Joshua. We were talking a little bit before the show, yes. before we started recording. Yes. Uh, we are live currently. If you uh, are ever around, it's usually a Wednesday night, 7 or 7.30. Follow us on Twitter Pacific. for the updates. But uh, yes, yeah, specific time. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yes. But you can listen to us live, um, and uh, that's always a good time. But uh, but yes, we were talking a little bit before the recording, pregame, we like to call it. That uh, uh, it's been a bit of a tough week. Yeah, bit of a busy week. A bit of a busy week. Bit of very very busy busy week. But but good, you know, getting the car fixed. That's good. Been working on my my um my side biz stuff and that's good and that's getting places so yeah it's just exhausting yes you should check out all of jennifer's side business work at jennybcreative.com where she is selling amazing wedding cake toppers if you're getting married and even if you're not getting married she'll she'll make them (laughs) custom she'll just make them for fun they're pretty awesome so check out her all of her stuff at at jennybcreative.com now ed when i texted you tonight or i i am you to see uh, if you were ready you responded hold on giving trevor a bath Aww. now i assume trevor is a dog that is correct okay <laughs> i don't know i don't make assumptions <laughs> uh we all had a little bit moment of like go ed but uh dogs is it too Nice. <laughs> All right. Tre- Trevor needed a bath. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So, uh, yeah. How many dogs do you have now? Just two, two. but they're, but I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I'm kind of sad that I'm leaving them. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. So how many I more know. weeks? Sixteen days. Wow. Sixteen days. Wow. That's exciting, dude. We're all very. Well, you're gonna leave before Glee ends. Um, but that doesn't mean I won't have a computer. Oh, well. I know. But yes, I'm just uh, that'll be a that'll be a trip. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to discuss scheduling soon. To be okay. honest. Yeah. Like, like just just when we were kind of getting the groove of mostly Wednesdays. I don't know. I don't know how much that's gonna stay. So everything I've just a moment ago said about when we tape the live show. Ignore <laughs> that. In no, it's true days. for the next two weeks for sure. Just just for roll sure. with it, people. Yeah. Just roll. Just no. Yeah, I mean, no. You were right. You're like you. What well, you said was right. Follow Twitter for the latest updates. That, yes. That is. That remains true. That remains yeah. true. Yes. If you don't use Twitter, um, you can email me, and I'll and I'll try yes. to respond. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'll respond. Um, you'll respond with the Twitter link. You're like, yes. Uh, and uh, and you can find it there. I know not everybody uses Twitter. I use Twitter um, wow. all way too much. Yeah. Way too much. I find out things about you on Twitter. Such as? <laughs> I oh, no, you don't because I always have you proofread my tweets. I no, send them no. to you, and I'm like, "Is this funny?" And if she goes yes, then I tweet it. <laughs> Is this too offensive? Yeah. Um, oh, that one today was funny, but uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not a mom, so I don't know. I <laughs> see the thing about Twitter is if I don't think you're very entertaining, I don't have to follow you. We're on like Facebook, uh, you know. I, you can it, hide like, people. I don't want to unfriend you. That seems mean. No, just hide them. <laughs> uh, just I've hide heard them. you can do that. You can do that. Ed, are you are you full on Twitter or are you Twitter, Facebook, and the whole well, see, social see, media I've been, thing? I've been for quite for about two years now. I've linked my Facebook updates to my Twitter, yeah. so I really don't log into Facebook very often. Like, I, mm. it's strictly, like, I log in, like, did anyone message me, and then no, then whatever. Okay. <laughs> like, so you like, follow the Twitter stream and just update there, and people and can that, see it that in goes, either place. That goes to my Facebook, and then I yeah. don't have to do both. Got uh, it. And I have yet to fully embrace Pinterest. I had a friend... I like it. I, I made one... I made one pin. <laughs> I don't even... Like, it's like, it's like I just I just don't entirely i can't wrap my head around it entirely like i'm just kind of hmm. like I'm, yeah. I'm normally edgy on the on the social technology but that's just something that's not grabs me they just i just don't understand the power of it yet yeah i mean it does it does i mean there there are subtle ways to promote businesses but you really have to be um delicate about trying to promote yourself i think that's the the key it really is just a way of sharing interests with people yeah, if people want us to have a Pinterest t- page, we can do that. Um, we've never, uh, I, I don't we've really never know who would no, manage it. We've never said no, we would never. If there's a listener that wants to start a Gleeful Pinterest page, email me and we can totally do that. Uh, we have a Gleeful Tumblr, but honestly, if you really want right? to see the Tumblr, we have the Gleeful Fans, uh, yeah. gleefulfans.webs.com. And then we have the Gleeful Fans Tumblr as well so um you know we are we already have a couple awesome listeners that kind of cover us uh that do those things so you should definitely just follow those people yeah um because they're funnier than me too uh but uh, but yeah if anybody did want to start a gleeful pinterest email me we can figure that out uh there's also path is the new one that all my san francisco friends are into we should should really get on i google i feel i oh you mean google plus Oh, Google Plus, yeah. Are we, are we, <laughs> I was like, wow, that's two different companies. Time, they actually don't like each other. Every time I get an email from Google Plus. That's going to happen. It's going to happen. One's going to buy out the other, and it's going to become iGoogle. Oh I don't know which God. one, which way. Well, <laughs> um, we know who the dominant one is. Every time I get an email from Google Plus, my first thought is, oh, honey. Because it's You're just such a. Trying so hard yeah, it's like, to do something that Google other Plus are doing will never well. be wildly successful. <laughs> but you can follow, like, you know, the three of us. I know. Well, we're I mean, but if you had the, if you had the Google, because the, the Google Glasses, if those, be, like, caught on, then Google Plus would have to catch on because it was, like, hmm. using Google Plus technology. It, it, made, it made a pretty compelling case watching the Google Glasses. Wow. <laughs> the Google Glasses, that's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jennifer, we, there is a question in the chat room. What is your Pinterest name? Jennifer Burnell. Okay. Jennifer I went Burnell. with my married name. How's that? Yeah. You mean your last name isn't creative? 
<laughs> it is in my heart. B for Burnell. I know, I know. Oh, I was, okay. I was, just, I'm <laughs> I was like, oh. ridiculous right now. Hello, Trevor. <laughs> well, uh, let's go ahead and give it, go ahead and get started. Uh, we got a bunch of great emails to to uh, discuss. We have the episode entitled "Chokes" and good songs. We opened up there with Cell Block Tango, which um, I guess we'll discuss more a little bit which, later. Which is a fun, which is a fun Ed fact. I back in high school, I used to perform this song by myself in my set, and and it took forever to learn the Hungarian part, and I was waiting for it on the show, and it never <laughs> happened for the uh, edtainment. The Ed, edtainment? Ed Formance. Ed, Ed Formance. Thank you. Um, oh wow. You learned the Hungarian parts? Yeah, because wow. I, I want to do it justice. I have a friend who's Hungarian, and so like I'm starting to pick up different words. Of course, I can't think of any right now. But I mean, I didn't know what it wow. meant, but I, I learned the, the, the consonant string that you strung together mm-hmm. to, to, to make it sound. Oh, you knew phonetically the, yeah. uh, the yes. Hungarian. Uh, I knew Jennifer. I was pulling out the alcohol, so I don't know what that says about oh, life right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've met Jennifer's Hungarian friend, so I'm really curious what Hungarian you're hearing. <laughs> <laughs> like the the things oh, that that girl oh. must say, um, but uh, but yes, we nice. opened up a sublock tango. Uh, we'll discuss a little bit more in context, I'm sure, in a bit. But uh, just off the top, Jennifer, how did you feel about sublock tango, and uh, how did you feel about choke in general? I I thought it was a really good episode. It reminded me a lot of season one, um, maybe just also because the way the the, the pacing of it, the um, you know the finish of it. And it, it, and it was, it was, <laughs> he <Drink>. agrees. <laughs> Drink. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a pretty heavy episode. Um, and I, I thought it was pretty well handled. Um, again, only watching it once. I'm, I'm kind of a little, a little fuzzy, but you know, I think it'll all come back. Um, and I thought they performed the song really, really well. But as we were watching it, we both got right away. It was like, wait a second. They totally missed you know the purpose of this assignment but um but that said i thought it was very fun and not at all over the top and too racy that they were all in lingerie <laughs> oh you mean the sublock tango not the episode yes, in yes, general yes. which would have been a very good episode um ed uh how did you feel about sublock tango and choke in general uh sublock tango i love i love, that's like my that is my favorite number from that musical but that I don't know if that really says anything. Um, and it's the best and, number from that show. I well, think everyone would agree it's the Mr. best Cellophane, number from that show. Mr. Cellophane, I think, is the other great, great song that came out of there. True. And then, and so, and then, choke is choke in general. I really liked <clears throat> what makes okay. I've, this is podcast I've been listening to, and I recommend it to anyone who who likes podcasts. I will. You listen to this, so I guess you kind of do. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, called, it's called it's called writing excuses. And they're like they're a bunch of writers, and they just talk about like different things about the stories. And what makes what listening to them, they said what makes a good re- resolution is when a single scene solves multiple conflicts at the same time. That's what makes a strong resolution. And and I I like I really felt that with with like like it wasn't it wasn't the resolution I like personally wanted for the characters, but all like all these resolutions happened in the same scene with mm-hmm. all these different characters, all these different conflicts for these characters. Yeah. So I thought overall this was a well plus it was a really tight episode mm-hmm. and the the references were strong. So so I think good I think good things about this episode. Inter- you know I I didn't dislike the episode. I I wouldn't go that far. Um, I thought okay. Uh, well, I, I, I think. To, okay. Hang uh, on, no. I'm not done. Okay. Sorry. Slow your roll, homie. 
uh, we'll get there. D6. <laughs> um, I, I didn't dislike the episode, but I, I, I'm not as hot on it as I think either of you guys are. I, I liked the uh, um, I liked a lot of the stuff. I really liked the audition stuff. Um, I thought that the the domestic violence conversation was good and and I and I'm glad you know I. It isn't so like it doesn't bother me as much when the show is a PSA. Um, I just felt that like sometimes when you know when you're doing a PSA, the it can get a little too luxury. And in this episode, I think it was literally a lecture. Like it was literally three people talking to a bunch of characters saying, "This is what why, why what you're doing is wrong." And here's a story about my my aunt that we've all heard a hundred times before. And but then when it became personal, I thought it became really real, and I liked that aspect of it. Um, I I think the easiest way to kind of describe the the troubles I had with this one is um, I feel like we we didn't get a chance to watch it a second time because I accidentally deleted it off the DVR. But I don't feel like I missed anything. Like the last couple episodes, as soon as it ended, you know, Whitney was so dense, and and. Uh, um, and Gleaver. Uh, Gleaver was so dense. Thank you. And and I watched Gleaver again last night for the fourth or fifth time. And I still found new stuff that I didn't catch. And on this one, I didn't feel like it was as dense in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I felt that the plots were a little more straight ahead. And, and they all kind of got to their point relatively quickly. Um, that said, I mean, you're right, Ed. It was it was well written. And there were a lot of fun moments. And uh, um, barring that very specific lecture scene at the beginning of the show where the three women sat the girls down and were like, this is how we feel and kind of waved fingers around. Um, other than that, you know, there, there was a lot of really cool stuff in this episode and, and it, I thought it was really brave to leave it on that note, you know, to not wrap up Rachel's audition right away. I really thought <clears throat> the Rachel's audition was going to be wrapped up by the end of the episode and to leave it open ended like this. Yeah. You know, I, I thought was was really brave and kind of fascinating. And and, uh, um, you know, the Glee has been a little too quick with their resolutions lately. And so this took this this was a nice change of pace. And almost a little too positive. So, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I think I feel the exact same way you did about the show, but I still kind of came away for, from it with, I think, a, a, a little better impression for whatever mm. reason. Like, we, I think we kind of like agree on everything, but for some reason I'm okay with it or more pleased by it than you are. But, yeah, I mean, like, in, in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, there's no way they can just let, you know, Rachel's audition, like, just, destruct like that you know and like there has to be some happy resolution like like somehow somebody's gonna have called back you know Carmen and she's gonna be there to just happen to see you know Rachel just performing you know singing by herself and breaking down and having this incredibly emotional um heartfelt performance and and then she's gonna say okay it's okay you can come and it's like I kept you know I'm like part of my mind I'm thinking like that's how you end something like this but yeah. then they didn't. So they gave themselves a pretty, a pretty obvious out too. When Carmen said, "You know, you get eight <laughs> bars, and I gave you 16. and then Rachel gets through because she's like, "Yeah, you choked, but your the eight bars you gave me were good enough." You know, um, I think that's kind. Of, I, I think that's a pretty obvious out that they may or may not use. But um, all in all, I mean, the concept of leaving. Yeah, the, of of hitting Rachel in that way, like a character that at the beginning of season one we never would have expected this to be mm-hmm. the uh, uh, the outcome is kind of surprising. Ed, what did you think about uh, Rachel's audition there? Well, I mean, I knew it was set up for failure because reading spoiler or maybe it was 
Brad Felchuk on Twitter. Someone, someone's like, <laughs> someone's like, uh, Kurt's like they're like Kurt's and Rachel's audition have very diff- different results. Is what uh, I read oh. somewhere. So once Kurt's went well, yeah. and I, it was kind of setting up that way when Rachel like like went to go like intervene with Kurt like oh I'm so much wiser and I can never mess up and then she's the one who messes up I'm like oh right so um I I mean I believed it oh I mean okay I str- I struggle to think that Rachel could could possibly mess up don't rain on my parade I struggle to believe that but yeah. I mean but I think I think this could actually be a good thing maybe maybe <laughs> like I like I like I'm want I'm wanting I'm kind of wanting Rachel to be rejected. I'm rejected kind of, from Niata? Yeah, I'm kind of wanting that. Why is like, that? Because like it's like her path was like always like like all her ducks were in a row and it was like gonna work out like it was like oh there's just no other way it just has to work out perfectly when life isn't that way. Whereas Kurt didn't have his ducks in a row and and him him getting that satisfying uh, direct pathway seems seems more like gratifying to me. But I. And I know Rachel had her MySpace days back in season one for like two episodes, but <laughs> like let's beyond that minor snafu, she's pretty much like, oh, this this is it. Like this is how it's gonna happen. Now I would kind of like her to to like veer maybe, from her dream a like, little bit, like, like veer from know, the like, path, like, like like find a different, like find a find find a way that wasn't the obvious <clears throat> way to get there. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I mean, you're right. I think this storyline will be more satisfying as viewers if she gets there in a more unexpected way. Yeah. If she just, uh, you're exactly right, Ed. You know, um, uh, Kurt's goal was never really, from the beginning of the show, Kurt's goal was not to get into Niata, but Rachel's was, or something like Niata. And so when to see Kurt succeed is really thrilling. And to see Rachel succeed is just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's what we thought would happen. Right. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, 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 I would, I don't know. I would like to see her get there in some, somewhat, not like, not even necessarily in Niata, in whatever, in Niata. And like, <laughs> something, something, I don't know. Who knows what exactly? And Dita was joking, like, like Finn's gonna somehow be more successful than Rachel, and then Rachel, in season four, Rachel's gonna kill Finn, and in season five, it's gonna be Rachel in jail, the musical. Oh my god! But that was wow. that was just a total. Dude totally is dark. Not, it's called Chicago Two. <laughs> <laughs> right. Chicago Two, New York. There you go. It's awesome. Uh, but let's uh, let's listen to another song real quick. Uh, we also had a plot line involving Puck in, attempting to not fail his. European history, geography. geography it's so funny because like I know this is Alex Cooper song, but the first time I heard it was when Eighteens performed it. So I like oh, a, such a <laughs> different perspective on the song. Uh, well, here's a uh, "Schools Out" uh, as performed by Mark Selling on the Gleeful Podcast.
uh, Jennifer A-teens were a group in the <laughs> late 90s. They were a, a group of Norwegian <clears throat> kids that originally were formed just to do pop, young, like, boy band types. Two girls they, and two they guys. Were, but they were, do, they were doing ABBA covers. songs. They were called yeah. the ABBA wow. teens. And then once they ran out of ABBA songs, they changed their name to the A-teens. And they did wow. other horrible things. They're, okay, A, <laughs> they're Swedish. Are they a, Swedish? Oh, I thought they were Norwegian. And they are Swedish. E, technically... They're so close. Technically, Kidding. they are the most successful band out of Sweden ever. Technically, because they had such... Like, we didn't experience it in America, but in terms of sales they had in South America was literally off the charts crazy. So <laughs> wow. technically, those sales out <clears throat> outdid ABBA, who they mimicked in the beginning. So technically, they're the most successful group out of Sweden ever. Wow. wow. Well, thanks, that's Ed. That's crazy talk. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. People, wow. people, people, people don't know this, but I, I know. Now this. they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked because I've never heard of them, but I never heard of the other kids' band TV show things you used to watch, too. So. Oh, uh, like, <clears throat> what's the other one you used S-Club to watch? Seven? S Club 7. Yeah. You know, you oh, know I... never had a dream come true, even though you think it's from the 70s and it's not, but you know it. <laughs> oh yeah! Uh, Everyone thinks that song is from the '80s, but it was actually from the '90s and performed by S Club Seven. What's that other one that Fergie was in? Uh, oh, oh, Fergie was in that. Kids Incorporated from oh, the okay. '80s. Yeah, that, that, that's a Josh thing. Not <laughs> not love me in that RuPaul's Drag Race right now. <laughs> wow, it's a Josh thing. Uh, let's listen to some voicemails, shall we? Uh, let's go all the way back to uh, Jennifer's home. Uh, with some... Hey, Josh, Jen, and Ed. This is Lauren in New Hampshire calling to say oh. <laughs> thank you, Glee, for an amazing episode full of season one-worthy jokes. Um, some highlights included Blaine's pro hair gel tips um, <laughs> and uh, Sue breaking the tension of a beautifully dramatic, wonderful scene by telling Coach, Coach Beast she had a tent she could wear if she didn't have any clothes. <laughs> um, so many more hilarious moments that I can't even think of right now and need to go rewatch the episode. But I just thought I'd also point out, does anyone else think that Blaine's little, oh, God, no more candles might have been a reference to the worst Clayne duet that's ever occurred on the show? Just a thought. Have a great day. Which, which duet oh. is that? The one with too many candles? Oh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to remember what that one would be. I, I was going to say, though, Lauren, I totally agree. I think that, oh, God, no more candles was the best line in the episode. And it was one of those lines that on the page is kind of funny, but his delivery of it was perfection. He's really, really good at that. I think he he's really kind of, maybe they're just giving him more opportunity to show that, but I'm really enjoying his little, you know, subtle one-liners now. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my voice. Don't lose Not a good voice. time. Not a good time for this. Um, yes, that was that was really hysterical. I think we rewound that three times just to just to watch him say that. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, oh wow, Ed, do you remember? They're what saying the song "Candles" had too many candles. Oh, or a reference to the song "Candles." Okay, got it. Interesting. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, here's another one. Hey, Josh and Ned, it's Melanie from Providence. I'm calling to comment on last night's episode. Um, I know that it's not always a good plot point to tie things up in a neat little bow in one episode, but I think it is absolutely shameful that, at the, that everything they talked about for that entire episode, that in the end, they had Beast go back and live with Cooter. Um, maybe it's just my upbringing and growing up in an abusive household, um, but, you know, 
between the Chris Brown joke and making light of things and then taking it seriously and then in the end having her go back. I think it just sends such a crappy message. You know, they had such an opportunity again to do something, to take a stance on something um, and not be wishy-washy like teen drinking and all of the other stuff that they take a non-stance on. But domestic violence, I think, is totally beyond the pale. And the fact that they ended it that way was, I just think, ridiculous. They had such a great opportunity to send a message to young girls. And in the end, what they did was show, you know, someone being insecure and thinking that she would never find love somewhere else and even with supportive people around her, um, go back. And I just, makes me so angry. <laughs> I can put up with so much crap that Lee gives us, but that just is ridiculous. Uh, I'm interested to hear what other people have to think about it. Um, I hope all is well. Thanks so much. Bye. And thank you, listener. Eleni, um, can I can I respond to that somewhat? Absolutely, Ed. You were. Let's go to you first. Uh, just to recap, Coach Beast uh, told the girls that she was hit by her husband Cooter, uh, moved in with her sister for a little while, and then eventually did move back at the end of the episode. Um, and it was kind of a big. It was. Uh, it was a pretty tearful moment. Let's just say that, Ed. What do you think? Well. It's okay. It's just it's just different. I because when uh, mom, uh, Black Zoo can't why can't I think of her name? Whatever, Nanette is it? Nanette? I don't know. Roz. Maybe I mean Roz. Oh, Roz. Okay. When Roz like <laughs> she like described a situation where where it was difficult for the woman to leave to leave him, but and then that like has that doesn't have the same impact as being as being shown like a difficult situation to leave. So like I really think that. It was like it was it was like a real thing that happens, and yeah. and you to- like, I mean, I, I, I now I'm gonna sound totally terrible, but I can <laughs> I can see these points. Like I'm not I'm and and if and if it is, oh, see now I feel like I'm gonna bury myself no matter what I say. So I'm just stopping. I'm stopping. No more. But well, it's just it, it, they're showing they're they're showing a real situation that where it is they're they're personifying the difficult the difficultness of just leaving like just being like oh it's like because the world the world is simply not black and white mm-hmm. and that and without without saying anything else and digging myself any deeper no <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's very easy i mean we have we've all been in situations where we've done one thing and then we've all had friends who have done the same thing and we can sit there and tell them point blank you need to do this but you know, like you know, when the situ, you know, when the circumstances are changed or reversed, that it's not as easy to do, and and I do understand what she was saying that you know it's not a good message to send, but I the impression the feeling I got is that they weren't saying that it was right; they were just saying, well, this is what happens a lot of the time, not all the time, but in many circumstances. This is what happens. And I mean, it's probably not going to. Who am I kidding? It's Glee. Um, this, <laughs> I was going to say, it's probably not going to be the last we're going to hear of this. But, you know, maybe it is. Um, again, I don't think that. I, I think they. I think they took the opportunity to show. Um, you know, to, ex- to express their feelings on it and that, you know, nobody, you know, uh, man or woman nobody should be hit in a relationship and be and feel like they need to stay there and put up with it but the reality is that people do go back and i i think in this case they were just showing what does happen sometimes 
you know, I think for me, I think you're both right. Um, I, I agree with you, Jennifer. I think that, you know, it, it was, uh, I, I thought it was, I don't want to say brave. I thought it was really interesting that they did portray, um, the, the going back and the realities of the situation. And, and you're absolutely right, Ed. I think that seeing Beast do that is a thousand times more impactful than Roz telling a story we've heard a hundred times before. But seeing it, it becomes very real, especially with a character like Roz. When some when Roz or I'm sorry, with a character like Beast. When Roz yeah. is telling you this story, like I'm I'm going, okay, yeah, you know, I used to watch Tyra's talk show too. I never watched Tyra's talk show, but you know what I mean? And so like that aspect of it, I'm kind of like, okay, whatever. But actually seeing Beast, a character we love and care about go back, um, it was very impactful and it really did make the statement that I think that plot line was trying to make. However, I actually, I really feel with um, Lauren's frustration and I agree with Lauren because I don't think Glee's going to go back to this. If this yeah. was a different show that covered these plot lines over several episodes that gave these types of plot lines their due, spanning things, you know, like picking up alcoholism in episode one and then, you know, trailing it out to episode five or six. And we really get to see the descent and the sadness that these situations create um, in another show. I'm, I think that this is exactly the right way to go for Beast to end this episode going back to him because in a couple episodes we're going to see the reckoning on glee though we don't really do that you know on an episode of glee i don't think you're, you're lucky is... you see rory twice exactly in a row. yeah I, we haven't seen beast in five I, we haven't seen beast since the break man like yeah. so i don't think we're going to go back to it and thus this plot line is left um on not an empowering note. Kind it of like it was a left note. on a hopeless note. Exactly. It was left very hopeless. Leaving an episode on a hopeless note is not a bad thing. Leaving a storyline on a hopeless note, and leaving an arc on a hopeless note is a bad thing. And well, that's I mean, what I think is going to end up happening. It, it, it could, it could very well, they could bring, I don't know. They, I, they I'm, may I'm, bring I'm putting, it back. I'm they may bring it back. I hope they do. I'm like, they're really going to come back it. to it. They're I hope gonna, they do. But unfortunately, that means something bad is going to happen. Something really, <laughs> yeah, really bad. Yeah, it's going to have to get worse. Yeah. Exactly. Or maybe, maybe, he, maybe he's like, like he never drinks again, and then now he's everything solved. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a thousand ways that this could get resolved, and if it does, I think we're all going to be happy. Yeah. And, and I'm going to be happy that they played the storyline out in this way. If in a couple episodes this does get resolved, I'm totally down for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Glee has not had a great track record with picking important things up and kind of playing them out to their full conclusion. And so I guess I'm just nervous about that. Um, but I, I totally, you know, I think that to show this aspect of it means that if we do go back to this, it will be that much more impactful. It will be yeah. that much more meaningful. And I mean, it, we did get great moments out of this episode. When they first started doing the cell block tango, Jennifer and I both said, um, gosh, like I'm so offended right now that the show, I'm not, I don't really get offended, but I'm so annoyed right now that the show is, you know, obviously totally misinterpreting this situation. And then when it turned out that the act, that the characters are called on it, mm-hmm. like one of my least favorite songs that everyone likes is Before He Cheats, that <laughs> Carrie Underwood song, yes. because the whole moral of that song is someone does a bad thing to you and you get to trash their crap. And I just, 
I think that's like fourth grade logic, man. And yet people think that's empowering. I don't think it's empowering. I think it's childish. And in the case of the cell block tango, it is it, exactly well, I mean, that I mean, way. It's, it's, it's about experiencing that, that satisfaction of destroying yourself without actually doing it. And that's so you could, you could, you could make an argument that Carrie Underwood has saved many an ex-boyfriend car. No, absolutely. That. No, everybody who sings that song is like, oh, this is totally what I'm going to do. Like that song is portrayed no, no, as I an empowering get, I get, I get song. I have a feeling of doing that, but I, but I don't have to do it because I, I already felt it. I already felt it. Nah. Honestly, I, I I kind of side with Josh on this because I do think it would make it okay in many a girl's mind to um, no. to you, okay, resort to violence. Let me just flip it for you, Ed. If, if I it. wrote that song about a woman cheating on me and then I went over oh, and oh trashed God, all her shit. Just for writing exactly. It. Everyone would be like, but dude, toughen up, man. How dare you? It, you'd go to like, jail. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody would be like, cool, grow up. But when she does it, it's like, America. oh, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, okay, so, so, so back to the whole story. I mean, like, the fact that they... I mean, we've seen Shannon Beast in many different lights on the show. Yeah. And the fact that they actually, you know, show her um, emotionally and physically vulnerable is, is is pretty impactful. And, and, I, and, I, and I do appreciate that they like, okay, you know, they like, they, they just drew the line. They said, okay, listen, this is right and this is wrong. And, you know, these are the things that are not acceptable and so forth. I think the only thing that bothered me was there was something in their tone that made me feel like they were 100% certain that every one of their boyfriends or spouses or, you know, partners was going to hurt them. Well, she did say, you never know who's going to hit you. Yeah. And and like, and you don't expect it. It could happen at any time. And I understand that. And that that. was a little misleading. (laughs) Well, and, and I understand that. And I was like, yes, you should be, you shouldn't be blinded by love or lust or, or, or different feelings, you know, and you, and I, I do understand that. I do. I just, um, there was just an extremely accusatory nature of the, the way they were, the, the way they were trying to educate the girls. <laughs> That's all. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm not saying that, you know, all of them are perfect and would never ever, but it just, I don't know. I, 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 the, the tone was just such that, again, I only watched it the one time, <laughs> but the, <laughs> the, the tone was that it made me, made me feel a little uncomfortable, like every man is a beater. Like he's just, just one more beer, one more shot away from being, you know, uh, an I abuser. contemplated myself. I was like, do, do I beat women? Do I just not know about it? <laughs> it was also kind of, I mean... I, I don't right, know. We but, can't make jokes. <laughs> yeah, we really shouldn't be joking about this. We should probably. Uh, uh, we, we we should probably. Acknowledge the plot line for no, what it was. It was very nice of you to 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 break you know to break the tension, ease the tension there. Ed. Well, Thank here, you. This is here's something a little bit more lighthearted. Here's a listener, Melanie. Uh, play. Hi, this is Melanie, and I have a forward review for last night's um, episode. Why is sugar there? <laughs> I had to laugh so hard when the girls all went into the room to sing to Beast, and the remaining girls are all singing. They're even singing the backup, but Sugar's just sitting there with a little perky smile on her face. <laughs> I thought it was quite hilarious. Um, I did want to say that I felt like that they did the episode really well in regards to 
you know, coach beast and, and what it's like for a woman to be, you know, in an abusive relationship. I, I've known many women, women, unfortunately, and they really did it very tactfully. They did it, you know, what truly happens is women are just really scared to come out, and so I, I think they did a really good job on that. Um, I also am really surprised that Rory is still in episodes. I thought he only had seven episodes, and I feel like we've seen him in pretty much every episode. And poor little Sam still isn't doing anything. So <laughs> I feel like maybe the real winner of the Gleeful Podcast really was Rory. He's been in every episode. Um, he thought they could work, and I can't wait to graduation. Hi. Uh, my favorite part of that message is Melanie is meaning to say the Glee Project, but I swear she says the Gleeful Podcast, which brings Yay! me so much joy. Uh, but uh, the the culmination of that plot line before we move on was a performance of Shake It Out by Mercedes Amber and Santana. No, I said Amber. Tina. Uh, Tina, thank you. Tina got two songs in this episode. What up? In three lines. Yo. So uh, let's Brittany go ahead and take a listen to this on one, and then we'll come back, and I will immediately I, ask wait, Ed his opinion. Next season's going to be the year of the Tina, I'm telling you now. I hope so. Uh, this is Shake It Out on the Gleeful Podcast. I like to keep some things to myself. I like to keep my issues drawn. It's always darkest before the dawn. And I've been a fool, and I've been blind. I can never leave the I can see no way, I can see no way I'm always dragging that horse around Our love is past just such a mournful sound Tonight I'm gonna bury that horse in the ground So I like to keep my issues strong But it's always darkest before the dawn Shake it out, shake it out, shake it out, shake it out Ed? Yes. Uh, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I say something about this? Go. Okay, I was... I'm kind of disappointed by it. Not because it's not amazing, because it is amazing. That's not, that's not, that's not the point. And there was, no, there was no pretend harp, so that was, that was a plus. But, <laughs> but I got a, I, we got an email at the Gleeful Podcast email, and I was, like, looking at my phone. And then uh, there, I, got the, I saw the picture of Tina in front of all the candles that someone sent in. Mm-hmm. And then I saw on the set list that Shake It Out was on the set list. And I was like, oh, Tina is getting a solo. I was so excited. And then when, when the song previews came out on MJ's big blog, I was like, what? What? This is not a Tina solo. I felt, I'm just, I, the only reason I don't want Tina in these trios slash duets slash quadruplets is just because, quartets, that's what they call that, Ed. Um, <laughs> uh, they, is, is that that just gives the writers an excuse not to give her a solo later. They're like, oh, she got like 3.5 <laughs> songs over the past season. She's good. She's good. Oh. Wow. Well, I thought it was, I really liked this song. Um, I thought it was well done. Um, I didn't, like, this is really enough Tina for me, quite honestly. Um, what do you mean? In ABC, her voice is so powerful. And I really I like ended- Tina's voice. I do, but I don't. I mean, I don't, like, yeah, it would be nice for Tina to have a solo. That's fine. But, I mean, I do think that Tina's also strongest when she's complimenting and complimented. And I think that, you know, she just has one of those voices. You know, Amber and... and uh, Santana. And Santana. And like, Rachel. 
and Rachel, like, yeah, they they don't want to be compl- they don't need to be complicated complimented. They should be left out there on their own, you know. And and we already give too many songs to people that shouldn't be singing in the first place um, on the show. So hey, let's you know if if Tina gets to sing backup occasionally, I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> but that's I, just me. I, I now 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 you got me thinking in my head. Didn't. I swear, Miss. I read that on Miss B's Twitter on MG's B blog that she said that she sings in an upcoming episode. So that could mean that this storyline might not be might not be quite closed just yet. Mm-hmm. Yes, I haven't read anything yeah. about that. That's a a, a touch spoilery. Okay, just because she has a song. That, wait, I don't even know yeah. the song. I don't even know the song. I, yeah. she, I just remember hearing hearing that on MJ's big blog I'm that she was excited because she got another song. Jennifer is the regulator. I'm, I'm the, spoil- I'm, I'm the, the meter. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, so I'm saying it's that, cool. How, how spoilery is that? Jennifer's I'm, cool with it. I'm, I- <laughs> <laughs> She's cool with it. Um, I feel like the slap that commissioner. I approve. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, shake it out. I thought it was really beautiful. I I enjoyed it. It was uh, my favorite. Song are you are you a fan of the ceremonials album, Josh? Uh, I have not listened to it, to be quite frank. Um, I'm not as big of a Florence fan as you are. I mean, um, I, I I do recommend it. I'll, I was I was actually the one who introduced Florence to you back in. The you 09, were you were back absolutely. In the <laughs> I did like. The I US. mean, I liked Lungs. <laughs> I thought Lungs was a fun record. Um, but it's not really for me. It's not. It's a lot of mid tempo. She's she's a big fan it's of the mid tempo. It's a lot of mid tempo. It's not. Um, how do I describe it? It's not as. It's a little too hopeful for me. Uh, let's put it like that. <laughs> I kind of I kind of like my music to be a little bit more broken. <laughs> and a little bit more desperate than than what she does. She's very hopeful. She's very positive in her outlook on the universe. Maybe that's Jennifer. why I like. I feel like this is way of Josh's way of saying he prefers things in a minor key. But okay. Yeah, you know that. There's that too. Uh, Jennifer, what did you think of "Shake It Out" in this oh, episode? I thought it was beautiful. Okay. Absolutely beautiful. And and I also noticed that Brittany was not singing as well. Yeah, they could have just. Well, I mean, last episode, uh, the one with the Whitney episode. Yeah. Uh, I've been I've been messing with some auto tune, and freaking Britney's voice was totally, totally auto tuned oh on the Whitney oh, episode. It is. I mean, the okay. So this is like what her. I mean, she had she did a Britney song, she did uh, the the Kesha song, and what else she's done? But and then the Whitney. Well, yeah. she, she has that she's one line in Stronger where it's totally, like totally, totally auto tune. And I'm sure she has a lovely voice, but to be able to keep up with these other voices. I'm sure she can keep a tune. I mean, I think we saw her at the barrel doing karaoke. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> yeah, honestly. It was show. beautiful. Uh, well, she wouldn't be singing if she wasn't such a popular character. Mm. Like if she was, you know, uh, a Tina, a, mm. a level of Tina popularity, she would never get a song. Well, it's kind of funny because I remember when we saw her at Comic-Con two years ago. I remember her saying... You know, one point when somebody asked her something, she goes, you know, I have a nice voice. I keep asking them to give me a song. <laughs> and, I, and I think I'm going to sing this year. And I was like, oh, interesting. Well, she has a nice voice. And of course she should sing. Well, she, yeah, I mean, she's yeah. not as strong. She's, it's just not as strong as the other ones. Yeah. And she's me, like well, such a great dancer. Get, it's like, just let the girl dance. Uh, someone mentioned in the, the ch- likes of like Rachel. It's hard to be like, oh, mm-hmm. you're 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 a great singer. Like, OK. Yeah. A couple of people in the chat room, Defying Gravity and Danielle Shanti, are mentioning my cup. 
was also one yes. of her hosts. Oh, yeah, oh, that's yes, true. Yes. My cap- and that yeah. was not auto-tuned, you're right. <laughs> that is correct. Um, well, we had uh, some drama about Puck in this episode. There's not too much to say. Puck was not going to graduate, and all the kids kind of gathered up to help him pass European geography. But he didn't geography. pass, so he's going to... So I but feel like that's pass. just their way of keeping him around for next season. Do you think they're going to keep him around? I would think more that... I mean... You know, from an insider standpoint, Mark Salling's kind of one of those actors, I get a sense, doesn't, isn't their favorite to work with, shall we say? Like, didn't he get punished in season two well, for, uh, for spending too, time with his, too much time with his band? And so the character went to juvie? <laughs> like, I don't know if Mark Salling's the most popular guy on set. Jennifer? Well, I mean, like, I know, I remember reading about a year and a half ago, he was begging them to let him grow out his mohawk. And yes. they're like, no, no, no. And he shaved it for like two episodes yeah. and then the mohawk came back like right yeah. after. So, I mean, so yeah, I mean, maybe it's not the the most amicable relationship and maybe maybe it shouldn't be maintained. I mean, I can totally see him not graduating but still move. And, you know, you know, he moves, then he gets his GED and then he gets his college career. But I don't know. I just don't think that I don't foresee... Uh, his not graduating being a thing. Yeah, I could see that. Honestly, I, mean, I, or I don't think it would be a thing. It's just a question of do they want him on the show for another year. Right. I mean, and, and I think if he graduates or if he doesn't graduate, graduate, they'll keep him on the show. Either way, they'll keep him on the show if they want him or he'll stay if he wants. But yeah. I don't think I don't think him not getting a diploma and not walking with his friends is going to make well, a difference. But wouldn't, wouldn't Puck's storyline... Because Kim going out to California was kind of the catalyst of breaking Finn and Rachel up from their New York-California divide. And now if all of a sudden Puck isn't going to California and Rachel isn't going to New York necessarily, that leaves a lot of territory open for those characters. Yeah, that leaves a lot of we're all going to be in Lima, Ohio next season. <laughs> Coaching Honestly, vocal adrenaline. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, even if she doesn't get into college, she's nuts not to go to New York and just work it and just you know, oh, become the singing waitress. You know, work at Don't Tell Mamas. Just, you know, you work those places and you get places. You know, you, you get to, you, you work your way up. That's what Karen Cartwright did and she's almost starring in a Broadway musical. And she's a really bad She's a horrible actress. Oh, my God. Um, she, oh, Ivy Lynn is the new Taylor Hicks. Oh, <laughs> Ivy Lynn is the new Taylor Hicks? I tweet I tweet that every time there's an episode Ivy. of Smash I watch. I adore Ivy. She's so amazing. Yeah, but right. Ivy Lynn is the new Taylor Hicks. How is that? Oh, because she's beating out Karen. She's beating out oh, That's awesome. Thank <laughs> you, Ed. It just Nicely connected done. the dots. Uh, and, and, and you like tight and might, might <laughs> I remind you, Josh, that you purchased the Taylor Hicks record. So you like Ivy Lynn and you like Taylor Hicks. Not surprised. I have a problem. Uh, I, I loved Taylor on the show. I did not like any of the music he's put out since. Uh, yes, but yet you still purchased the album and yet you're still going to his Las Vegas show. I'm well, sure. I didn't like, know. I did. No, he's not going to his Las like, Vegas show. No, I'm not going to go. We need to stick on topic. Um, we <laughs> did meet Puck's dad. We met uh, Mr. Puckerman and with his Puck's Dr. Michael Mancini uh, coming it, back. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's Melrose Place. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it was kind of weird. I I kind of felt like we 
Like it was, it was a nice scene, um, and it's not like Puck's dad has been a big like persona non grata on the plot. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like he's really come up that many times. Uh, but it was a surprise. I was still kind of surprised to see how unceremoniously he arrived and how unceremoniously he left. I can't believe that's it, though, because they brought in a known actor or a recognizable actor. Like, if we were watching, you know, Law and Order or something like that, you would say right away, that guy did it because that actor is actually recognizable. Oh, yes, I see what you mean. <laughs> so I'm just saying, they brought in somebody that was a little bit too recognizable for this. So I'm thinking he is coming back in some way, shape, or form. Maybe maybe Puck enlists his dad to go out to California with him to be his, you know, pool boy assistant. Da-da-da-da! And they make beer. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> the beer looked sad. Yeah, it was pretty. I've, I've, I've had many a home-brewed beer, but that one just looks sad. Ed, Puck's dad, what'd you think? Ed? Ed, did we lose Ed? Okay, moving on. Um, uh, let's go ahead and but take... You, but you're right. The, the, the way that, um, you know, it was kind of like, hey, here he is. Oh, my goodness. Okay, fine. Pay him. Go away. I mean... It 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 was it was kind of sad to see, but you know that's probably the best resolution for now, and maybe more realistic than other things. Like if he if he did come immediately back into his life to be a part of it, so it motivated what I, needed to happen. Too. Right? Yeah. 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 Well, uh, let's go ahead and take a listen to a song. Uh, it looks um, like Ed uh, I am me and say he need to find his power cord. So uh, we will <laughs> we will play a song. Uh, just before we talk about the auditions, let's listen to Not the Boy Next Door. This was, of course, Kurt's audition, David Allen song, uh, performed by Chris Colfer here on the Gleeful Podcast. Coming home used to feel so good. I'm a stranger now in my neighborhood. I've seen the world at a faster pace. And I'm coming now from a different place. Though I may look the same way to you. Underneath there is somebody new I am not the boy next door I don't belong like I did before Nothing ever seems like it used to be You can have your dreams, but you can't have me Oh, I can't come back there anymore Cause I am not the boy next door You've been saving those souvenirs from our foolish years We made plans but they're wearing thin And they don't work out Cause I don't fit in And those memories will just weigh you down Cause I got no place to keep them uptown I am not the boy next door I don't belong like I did before Nothing ever seems like it used to be You can have your dreams but you can't have That was, of course, Welcome Kurt's back. audition. Yes, uh, big yawn from Ed over there. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, now and, uh, your uh, mic works. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, it's funny because Rachel's Rachel's speech to Kurt reminded me of the American Idol semifinals. Like everyone, not everyone, but far too many go with like safe choices. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like mm-hmm. yeah, kind of going for like. And then, like, like Kurt was like, "No, this is this this is the best time to take a risk." I'm like, "Yes." 
Yes, I, correct, correct, Kurt Hummel. Yeah, and she seemed so uncomfortable by his choice. And she's like, but this is, you know, this is Ohio. And I'm like, no, but this is for school in New York. They've heard everything. They've seen everything. You need to, you know, you need to stand out. I mean, what That's was a that? That's a really good point. I totally missed that aspect of her speech. You're oh, right. Yeah. She kept. She said, like, this is Ohio. You can't come out in gold lame pants. But the uh, the recruiter was from New York. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was so obvious the way it was going to go with, with her whole speech. Uh, the recruiter said the songs she's heard way too many times were uh, Music of the Night. Um I can't remember the uh, Les Mis, the, the girl. Les yes, Mis. I dreamed a dream. Yeah. Or on my, no, own. No, no, on my it own. It was on my own. It was mm-hmm. it was music of the night on my own and being alive. And the irony is I can totally see the first two, but I don't see being alive being a really popular audition. I was song. kind of that surprised, kind of surprised too. me. I was like, nice little, you know, shout out for, for Sondheim, but Oh, I big shout out to my favorite music. I would have figured it would have been been you know, um, something from cats or memories. I mean, like I thought memories well, was maybe the in one. Eighty eight, but not in 2000. Or, okay, oh. well, then how about Dream Girls? I'm oh, totally. And I'm listen, telling you, I'm yeah, not going. Listen. Yeah. No, no, listen's not from the musical. Uh, oh, and I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not going. It's totally right. the Dream so, Girls song. Okay. Absolutely. Sorry. I'm sorry. Was that more contemporary for you? No, you're, you're, you're dead on. <laughs> you were both right. It's a total winner. Uh, but yes, they had the great auditions. And uh, Rachel choked. And I was curious to ask you guys, uh, Ed, um, why do you think Rachel choked? What was? How did you read that moment? I could read it as, see, her. I feel like Rachel's argument to Kurt was very similar to her argument that it should have been to herself. Where she's like, she's like, I don't want, uh, like, you're gonna blame your song choice if you don't get in. You're like trying to come up with a scapegoat. I'm thinking that her that she choked because she didn't. She won. She didn't want to break up her and Finn's relationship, and she didn't want Enyata to destroy it. Interesting, like that. Like she was using, she was using Enyata as the scapegoat that would have destroyed their relationship. So she had to. So she, she like had to fail subconsciously to keep it to keep their relationship intact. Jennifer, why do you why do you think that Rachel choked? Um. Well, I think. I think a big part of it is that. Um. The whole the whole concept of um, you know what, what was it Bernard Shaw who said you know the the, the two greatest tragedies in life are um, not achieving all your dreams and achieving, achieving all your, all your dreams. dreams. So I think like there's probably a little bit of that, and I mean maybe maybe a little bit of it was Finn, maybe a little bit was you know if you know if if this isn't perfect, you know it's like. Once once she gets there, it's going to get even harder. You know, like here in Lima, Ohio, she is the star, you know, especially hmm. at McKinley High. She's the star. But once she goes there, she's going to be, you know, one of hundreds of little stars. And now she has to start all over again. So maybe maybe part of it is, you know, fear of the unknown, fear of success fear of getting everything you ever wanted and, and not having anything else to want for. I mean, that's way too, you know. No, I mean, there's no such thing as happiness. It's just the pursuit of. 
Because right. once you once right. you once you like, it's no. always that thing. You're like, oh, my life know. is gonna be so much simpler if you get if I if this happens, or right. it's gonna be so much better if this happens. But then that happens, and you're like, well, it'd be better if this happened. Like, but yeah. it just like never and never stops. So it's the uh, humans humans quest for happiness is what is actually going to make them happy, not achieving it. That's what he's saying. Yeah. yeah okay. I, I, I think you, so. You both are kind of going with like a self sabotage. Um, uh, opinion and I guess I didn't think about it that deeply I've really kind of felt it like when she was when uh, Kurt kept saying this is the time to take a risk and mm-hmm. she didn't I kind of looked to her choking as she had been she'd done this song so many times that she um, it was like as soon as there was the smallest mistake her brain just stopped working yeah so she messed up the word and as soon as she messed up the word it was like she was a robot performing this song and the robot skipped a beat and couldn't recover she had kind of lost any like emotional connection to it just from repetition and so she wasn't in the moment anymore you know she was just kind of regurgitating and uh and for whatever reason she messed up a word and then she couldn't get back on track uh, it's interesting. I didn't. I didn't see it as much as self sabotage, as much as just a general um, overconfidence, you know, and over preparation. Honestly, though, because we've seen her perform this before, the second she started to sing, you could tell it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. She had this um, trouble or stern look on her face. It was almost too forced. Well, I mean, it's, it wasn't it's, it's as, like she it's like her speech that she said, like, this is the culmination of all these moments. And she just couldn't right. deal with the gravity of the situation. Yeah. Like, but it like, was just it was like it was like it became she became black hole instead of a star. Right. And well, OK, so but when she did this song, when they were at sectionals, regionals, nationals, whatever, two years ago, um, and they were kind of like, you know, like they were they were up against the wall and it was like a whole total like swing for the fences moment. When she walked out, there was like this 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 light and this energy and this hopefulness in her. And none of that was present in this. And yeah, maybe it had been performed out of her. Maybe it had been perfected out of her at this point. But you, I just was watching her and I was like, wow, she just looks she looks off. There was nothing. There was nothing good in the moment. I mean, like, if you closed your eyes and maybe heard a couple yeah, of she notes. she wasn't in the moment. Right. Exactly, yeah. yeah. She wasn't in the moment. Interesting. Well, um, yeah, that's, that's I, I guess we kind of agree then. Yeah, I yeah. kind of felt like that was why she, she fell uh, apart. Um, let's take a listen to a voicemail. Uh, here we have some, some favorites. Oh, playing. Play. Hey, guys, it's Sarah and Caitlin. No, no, that was way too happy for this episode. If Glee isn't gleeful, how can we be? That may be true, but that didn't stop this from being a very good episode. On our 10-point official Glee rating scale from Night of Neglect to Journey, we felt it was an 8, or about on par with your average Season 1 episode. A lot of things actually really worked dramatically. The auditions, Beast, and her storyline with the girls. This could end up being an arc for her that ends with a very meaningful message. But it was so cute that Kurt has a picture of Brittany, Santana, and Quinn in his locker. Three of his biggest tormentors are now some of his best friends. And I really enjoyed the bromance between the guys and how they were being real friends and helping out one of their own. It was really sweet and nice. Hell, Whoopi just came in, did her thing, and didn't steal spotlight unnecessarily from everyone as guest stars tend to do. I agree, but again, we had a few missteps. Puck said that graduation was the thing he was looking forward to the most, and now he, he could care less and apparently isn't going to graduate. Good continuity there, writers. 
But maybe he wants to graduate, but has just resigned himself and he's acting like he doesn't care anymore. Maybe. But hey, at least they covered the whole Britney as president plot by having her attend her first student council meeting <laughs> right? at the end of the year. Makes perfect sense. Completely logical. Uh-huh. And now it is time for Disappearing Glee members. Today's winner, Quinn. <laughs> Sue kind of disappeared too. Why was Sue running Glee Club with Roz? Where did Sue go? He's practicing his One Direction song for next week. Boo. Well, on that note, can't wait for the podcast. Bye. <laughs> what did she, what did Sue call them? It was Black Sue and Original Recipe Sue? Yes. <laughs> yes. They're, they're, those two are getting better with those. I like, like I they like are. Roz. Roz is growing on me, and I'm, and she's almost becoming. Oh, I was talking, good I was talking enough. about Sarah and Kate. They're, they're getting oh, better Sarah, with their. Oh, like, oh Sarah was, and Caitlin are on that fire. Was, that was like. Their best. That was their best one to date. <laughs> um, absolutely. Uh, no, the, Roz is actually getting good enough for me to forgive where she came from. Uh, and reality TV. Yeah. Um, no, not just reality TV. Housewives. But is it, is it, isn't it like Housewives. the thing to do now to have like to have the porn career, then go to reality TV, then become a serious actor? Like that's yes. or, or or be Mary Kate and Ashley's. Olsen's younger sister. Those so, are like the two um, options. So now. which one are you going to do? Ed? Younger, more talented sister. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking about going the younger, more talented sister. I'm pretty sure that's the go one that I qualify. You're going to go with that Honestly, one. Honestly, you know what? I, I don't. I don't. I don't think you know sex tapes anymore matter. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lawrence so Fishburne's daughter one did one, and everybody was like, Meh. And, and she was trying. Like she was. She publicly made that her vehicle to get out there and become a celebrity <laughs> anyhow yeah, so i don't think that's a big deal anymore yeah so um so yeah we're over sex tapes america <laughs> uh well that's pretty much I all i have for this uh... I, could, I could do that what you know oh, next week is going to be, be a real last... housewife of noho <laughs> next week is going to be our last one hour episode of glee the last two weeks are two hours each really both of them i thought just the really? last one oh are they gosh. finally giving us that that extra 30 minutes they stole from us last year <laughs> the New York episode. I don't, I'm not entirely sure why. I'm, I'm sure there's. I'm sure it has to do with uh, Fox. So it probably has something to do with baseball. Probably actually. But well, um, no. This time of year, it's going to be. I, I know nothing about sports. I just. I just say words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not baseball. <laughs> I just say words. Touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Home was a run. That was a really good uh, World Super Series. Got four runs in the eighth quarter. Well, I'm like, trying to figure out why they're do like why they're doing like the last two weeks, two hours. Like, is it, like there must be a reason. They owe us. <laughs> just owe, they do owe. not. Do not question Ed. I think it's a good question. I've I've no idea. If anybody knows in the chat room, usually people know these things. They uh, left a lot a, of loose ends this season. Yeah, that's I want true. resolution. Yeah, they probably just had more episodes and they're yeah, just but packing you them want up. Resolution, so but then you get season six lost instead. <gasps> All right, <laughs> let's I'm not, way too emotional for a lost yeah, talk right now. I don't want to cry. Let's let Rachel cry before we go, Ed. <laughs> Would yes. you like to thank any iTunes reviewers? Well, you have no new United States reviewers, what? so sh- shame on you. But no. <laughs> we, are, we are visiting the Deutschland right now. Let's go to and Germany. And uh, thank you to Anne K and Klein ninety five mm. I can't read what what they say because they it is in German. But I think one of the words is witty, and it's four Gleeks 
definitely i don't know i don't know how to read german but awesome. thank you for the reviews the two the two german people so if you if you if you are from a slightly more obscure country please send me a message and i will i will gladly read out your country's probably their entire collection of reviews because most most non-english countries don't tend to have too many and i'm sure there's some sort of like google translator you can just pop that in i mean i could i could but i i like i like it more just seeing the five star and not knowing what it means what if it's like five stars and like i we like what if they you. accidentally hit five stars and be like oh i hate the i hate them so much i can't believe i wasted my time but they accidentally hit the five star but then but since i don't know that they wrote that i'm like oh well then if they like it um I want we'll to thank everybody who's joining us in the chat room right now. Uh, Molly Keeper, Defying Gravity, Genshu70, Daniela Chante. Is that right? Did I get it right that time? Uh, Nalen V, C. Stephen44, uh, and on and on. Economist153. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks, everybody, for joining us in the chat room. And uh, yes, and uh, everybody, we're getting closer and closer to the end of season three. Um, they actually just finished shooting the last choir room scene today. Aww. And so if it was, if all the cast members were on Twitter talking about how, you know, this is for many of them the last scene they will shoot in that, child, in that choir room, even mm. though they're still going to be on the show. Uh, so yeah, some drama there and some drama with Quinn possibly, Diana Agron possibly not coming back for season four. So oh, and, uh, we'll be uh, tracking that as well. Sorry, didn't mean to. I thought you were wrapping up quicker. Um, no, I just wanted to say um, well wishes to Amber Riley. I guess she got a little dizzy and, and um, fainted slightly on the red carpet last night at yeah. a Glee event, but apparently she just she's fine and, and all is well, but just wanted to. Pretty wild. Just, just send well wishes. Uh, yes, so for the Glee Podcast with Josh and Ned, I'm Josh. I'm Jen. I need to start figuring out what alumni do like what do you what do you do like you drink wine in the afternoon like what do you, what do i do okay, we'll talk we'll talk <laughs> good night everyone <laughs> <laughs>